Welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast, where we explore the unexplained and mysterious phenomena that have occurred throughout the state of Michigan and beyond. From UFO sightings to ghostly encounters, we delve deep into the stories, the evidence, and the theories behind these strange events. We are your hosts. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. We are an educator duo that after an encounter with a triangular UFO in 2018 in Michigan, we decided to investigate UFOs and the paranormal. In this podcast, we will be speaking with eyewitnesses, experts, and researchers to uncover the truth about some of the most intriguing cases of paranormal activity in and around Michigan. Our goal is not to convince anyone of the existence of these phenomena, but rather to provide a platform for discussion and exploration. So, buckle up and join us on this journey down the paranormal rabbit hole. On an escalator. On an escalator indeed. Hey everybody, how's it going? And welcome. This is going to be episode 72. It's going to be a news article type of episode with just myself, Wayne. And welcome to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast, the live edition. So a lot of things going on recently on the home front and as well as with uh, happenings in the UAP UFO community. So Thought I'd talk about it, see how everybody's doing, let you know we're still here. Michelle isn't here today. Um, she is out doing her Sunday running around chores type of stuff, so it's just me tonight. So good to see you guys here. Right now I see we have Paula Faust who is here in our lovely chat. So welcome, welcome, Paula. Good to see you. All right, and then we've got S. Lee Hitting the thumbs up button. Yes, everybody, if you can, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button. Share us out. You know all that stuff to do. Make sure you leave a comment and all that good stuff. And then we got Diane Bosses here. Hey, Diane, long time no see. How are you? Good seeing you, Diane. Yeah, it's just me tonight. So I just uh, wanted to jump on here and see how everybody's doing. And man, some crazy stuff going on in the UFO UAP community. So I figured we would just go ahead and just jump into this because, man, a lot going on. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what to make of it. And it's really gotten a lot of, uh, as my microphone is very squeaky today, um, gotten the attention of a lot of people in this community, the UFO YouTuber community and things like that. And honestly, myself and Michelle, we've kind of stepped away from everything in this for a little bit due to family issues. Like I said, um, Michelle's elderly father took a nasty spill who's a couple states away from us and, um, had to get surgery. And at 98 years old, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to have a hip replacement and be able to recover, but the doctor said he did great. And so Michelle had to go out for that for a little bit. Um, so yeah, so we got Diane. So thank you for joining us, Diane. And then we got Aaron's energy three, one, three, and they say, Hey, and I'm saying, Hey, back welcome. So yeah, so there was that going on with, uh, Michelle's family Thanksgiving, all of that. And, you know, around this time of year, the guests kind of dwindled down to pretty much next to nothing trying to get somebody on during the holidays. 
So, you know, it, it's that slow time of year right now, especially in between Thanksgiving and New Year's. I figured, you know what, while we can't get guests on right now and, and everybody's laying low, um, understandably, everybody needs to take a break from this stuff sometimes. News has been killing it. So the news has been going on like crazy um, with UFOs, and there's a bunch of things that's gone on, and I just want to touch on some of them. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up some of the first stuff that has happened here to, well, to date so far. And this was, um, let me go ahead and share screen on this. And everybody, please don't forget, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, um, go into our uh, description there and you can find links if you want to help support the channel. It's not necessary, but if you'd like to, or become a member now, you can become a member on YouTube. If you would so choose, every little bit helps us out. So let's go ahead and bring this up. This happened November 30th slash de uh, December 1st. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. You know, it, it's really bizarre how sometimes StreamYard seems to lag. But okay. So since I'm on my own, guys. Be nice in chat because I'm not going to be able to see you very much uh, because I, I got to move this over and cover that. So I'm looking like right at the screen here and it looks good for me to read. Okay. So our first new way, wait, wait, let's do this right. Hold on. What's in the news, Michelle? I don't know. What is in the news? Let's find out. All right, our little news intro. There we go. Okay, now I just have to find my news article again. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when you have to do this stuff all by yourself, it's it's a pain. And I know there's people out there like Richie at Goofon who does this stuff all the time on his own. And I just wonder how he can juggle all that. So let's look at this first article here. Pentagon's UAP investigation chief to depart December 1st. Well, this has already happened. So this comes to us from Defense Defense Co-op. All right. And it says, uh, or is that Defense Scoop? Sorry, Defense Scoop. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a Sunday. It says, Defense Scoop was briefed on how Sean Kirkpatrick has been spending his final days with DOD and the new acting aero director's initial priorities. Now, this is going to back up something else we're going to talk about here, but let's go. It says, when he leaves his Pentagon office on Friday, Sean Kirkpatrick, the chief investigator of seemingly unexplainable anomalies that continue to perplex military pilots and raise concerns about national security, will be exiting the building. Interesting. In the capacity, in that capacity for the last time. Friday, December 1st is Dr. Kirkpatrick's last day in the office. Department of Defense spokesperson Susan Goh told Defense Scoop on Thursday. A long, a longtime physicist with expertise in defense and intelligence, Kirkpatrick's been serving as the first ever chief of Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or better known as AARO, A-A-R-O, since it was first launched in July of 2022. Well, he made it, what, a year and a few months? 
Earlier this month, the department revealed Kirkpatrick's plans to retire from government service before the end of this year. Among many notable positions during his 27-year federal tenure, 27 years as a government employee, hmm. Kirkpatrick previously served as chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's Missile and Space Intelligence Center and as deputy director of intelligence for both U.S. Strategic Command and separately U.S. Space Command. Quote, Dr. Kirkpatrick assembled a very talented and dedicated team of federal government, military, and contract employees. Aero will continue to skillfully execute its mission throughout the leadership transition, Go said. In his 18 months leading Arrow, Kirkpatrick steered the establishment of a formal process and associated mechanisms for Pentagon and intelligence community officials to respond to and make sense of unidentified anomalous phenomenon, or UAP, the contemporary term for UFOs, that accounts for objects that can also operate in space or underwater. His team, which now includes more than 40 DOD personnel, is investigating a growing caseload, a growing caseload, of more than 800 military-aligned UAP reports. Now, notice there's nothing here about civilians. They don't deal with the common little serfs, okay? So just keep that in mind. Kirkpatrick has also been upfront about facing public harassment. Ooh whistleblower complaints and congressional calls for transparency during his term as Arrow's inaugural lead. I think that's Tim Burchett, and we're going to see that in just a minute. In a recent interview with Politico, he said his choice to exit the nascent office was based on, not on those or other controversies, but that he reached his personal professional goals for Arrow and was ready to move on. Okay. <laughs> One task he did want to complete in his final weeks, though, he said, was the, comp the compilation of the first volume of official interviews with UAP observers for the Congressional Mandated Historical Review Report. The department is planning to release that initial volume soon, Defense Scoop confirmed. Arrow's new deputy director, Tim Phillips, who is on assignment from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, will serve as acting director and lead the office as the Pentagon recruits Kirkpatrick's permanent replacement. According to Go, Phillips' early, Phillips early priorities leading this office will include interviewing current and former federal government employees who have reported firsthand knowledge of UAP incidents or programs to Arrow. Now that's interesting. Incidents or programs. So UAP programs. I wonder what those could be. Integrating all available intelligence community and federal government sensor data to assist the evaluation of open UAP cases and completing the hiring of personnel for all of Arrow's fiscal 2024 authorized billets. 
the section process for a new director or selection process for a new director of Arrow is ongoing. We do not have an estimate on when that selection and announcement of the new Arrow director will be made. Go told defense scoop. So it's official. Kirkpatrick is out. Very, very interesting. Traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well, then you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! We kind of had that feeling that that Kirkpatrick was going to be on his way out. When he did his one congressional hearing, he definitely looked like he did not want to be there and was wondering how the hell he got in the place that he was in. So if you could take, uh, you know, Elizondo, which I'm going to play a little bit of something that he said that kind of burned some bridges with people. But I think it really depends on how you look at what he says. But um, if you really, you know, think about it, he got into this position and he probably has no clue what the hell he's supposed to do. I mean, how would you? There's no, there's no playbook for you to be put in a situation like that where you're now leading an office and you expect, uh all these people expect you to come up with answers and you're wondering what the hell it is you're even supposed to be investigating. So, um, yeah, I I can't necessarily, I blame them, but let's go on to our, our second article today. It says here, and this was right after, let me move this right after They announced that Kirkpatrick was leaving. This is from The Hill. And it says, House lawmakers demand transparency from leaders on UAP amendments, inclusion, and defense bill. All right. So it says a bipartisan group of House lawmakers made a public appeal for transparency over reports of UAP Thursday. After it was reported, top leaders in both chambers were attempting to kill legislation related to the efforts. Says here, quote, some members have stonewalled our efforts to get transparency, and this is also unacceptable. uh, Yeah, Republican, but representative, she's a Republican of Florida, Anna Paulina Luna. She sounds like she should be in a Harry Potter show, like one of the movies, um, said during a press conference that she convened. No one member is above another, and the American people deserve to know as much about the existence in this universe as possible. They certainly have a right to know about whether or not, if their safety is threatened, she added. Interest in UAP sightings, and, okay, that's kind of bad 
typing here. Interest in UAP sightings has exploded since a July House hearing when three former Defense Department officials gave testimony on their experience with the phenomena, warning that the sightings could pose national security risks. A bipartisan coalition that includes Luna, Reps Tim Burchett, Republican from Tennessee, Matt Gates, uh, or Getz, I believe that's pronounced, Republican from Florida, Jared Moskowitz, Democrat from Florida, and Eric uh, Ber- Berlison, Republican of Montana, a group that calls itself, or wait a minute, no, that's Missouri, sorry, that calls itself the UAP caucus, has pledged to bring more transparency to the topic. Now, included in in that effort is a UAP-related amendment in the Senate's version of the annual National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, a provision included in introduced by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat in New York, and Senator Mike Rounds, Republican of South Dakota. The UAP Disclosure Act would require the release of government records on UAP no more than 25 years after their creation unless they are found to be of enough risk to national security that they require further classification. The act would also create an official UAP records collection and establish a review board for the office. Okay, this is a huge article, so I'm only going to go a little bit more on this one. All right, so a version of the UAP Disclosure Act seemed assured to be included in the final NDAA as the House has a similar provision included in its version of the Massive Defense Policy Bill. Both chambers passed their NDAAs in July and since have been negotiating a final version of the legislation. But late last week, there were reports that House Armed Services Committee Chair Mike Rogers, Republican of Alabama, and House Intelligence Committee Chair Mike Turner, Republican of Ohio, were looking to quash the act. The two even appeared to have the support of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, and new House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican, Louisiana, in their effort. Thursday's press conference appeared to be a last-minute effort by the House UAP caucus to try and raise awareness about about the -the behind-the-scenes wrangling. Quote, we need the UAP Disclosure Act, Luna said. The American people are not stupid. We can handle this information. Other countries have declassified similar information, and it's time that the United States stepped up to the plate and did the same. Burchette, who offered the House language on UAP transparency, claimed he and the UAP caucus has faced a lot of pushback from the intelligence community members of Congress, and the Pentagon. Now, I'm just wondering if they got pushback. I just wonder if they're getting pushback from those people because these are programs that they are aware of in our funding and keeping secret, which will go to my other thing here in a little bit. It says, one breakthrough for the group, however, was the green light for a classified hearing 
to review an inspector general's report from David Grush, one of the three former defense officials who gave testimony in front of a House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee in July. Who, yeah, that that really uh, got people fired up. I'll tell you that. Grush, an ex-Air Force intelligence official, gave the most explosive testimony of the day when he claimed the Pentagon and other agencies are withholding information about UAP as well as hiding a long-running program attempting to reverse engineer the objects behind them. My screen jumped for some reason. That was weird. He also asserted that he absolutely believes the U.S. government is in possession of non-human technology and that he knows the exact locations of that material. Okay, this is where you go pause for a minute. That is huge. If he's telling the truth, that is huge. Grush added that he was unable to speak on much of his knowledge, of course. However, as it is classified, lawmakers saw a meeting with him in a sensitive compartmented information facility, also called a SCIF. SCIF, but until now hadn't been allowed to convene one. How do you? How are you not allowed as a member of Congress who's investigating this stuff? How are you guys not allowed? to have one. I mean, you, you got to have somebody sign off on that. I figured you'd be like, Hey, we're this committee. We want to sign off on this. Anyways, we were previously denied this. This is a quote, by the way, we have now received permission from Grush directly to go back into the skiff to review that information. Oh, okay. So there you go. Luna said the lawmakers claim that the Defense Department previously told them that Grush didn't have an active security clearance, so he couldn't divulge his information, which Luna called a stonewall practice on the part of the Pentagon. The secrecy or the secrecy around the topic has frustrated and confused lawmakers. Quote, why are folks who are in charge of committees, whether they are in the House or in the Senate, opposed to this disclosure? Makowitz said, or Moskowitz said, this is not about whether there are aliens or there are not aliens, he added. The problem is when we ask those questions rather than being provided information that would prove it false, they stonewall the information and that, and that is what piques the interest. Okay, there you go. That is 100% legit, and that's what gives rise to a lot of conspiracy theories out there, right? It's like when people start holding things back that in your mind you go, why would you not tell us about uh, UAPs and what's going on? Why wouldn't you tell us about that? You know, and as soon as somebody starts denying something, your brain starts to fill in the gaps, right? Okay, why? Why are you not telling me? Because you got something to hide. So anyways, yeah, it, it's it, it just, uh, they play in and create their own problems is, is what happens. So let's see who joined us, by the way. We have FAP. So FAP is saying hi to Diane. So hey, hey. Welcome, FAP. Glad you could join us on this 
strange Sunday live stream, just really quick talking about some new stuff going on. Yeah. So glad you could join us. And I know I'm risking uh, doing a live stream on a football Sunday, like at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's crazy talk. I don't watch much football, not anymore. So, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know what? I figured I would do this since Michelle's out doing her errands and grocery shopping and all that stuff. I would do this show just kind of like how the Congress and government has their secret, you know, 11, 59 p.m. meetings where they pass things and you don't find out about it until later. This is that version of that. So kudos to you guys. And for those of you that are sticking around, don't forget, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Do all that punching us stuff, you know. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right. What else do we have here? Um, Oh, yeah. Since we're talking about the government's involvement in the uh, UAP thing, one of the friends of the podcast constantly uses Lou Elizondo as a punching bag. And that's Richie over at Goofon. And you have to love Richie. Um, Or maybe you don't, maybe you're one of those haters, Uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. I'm in no way, shape or form going to defend anybody for whatever's going on. But there was a show back in, I want to say, let me look. It was about a year ago that Lou did this interview on a show called Calling All Beans. And he kind of gets irate, I think. He's mad about the stonewalling and stuff that he ran into when he was brought in to this UAP task force. Um, Diane says that she loves Richie. Yeah. Yeah, Richie's pretty funny. Um, but he brings up some really good points too, on top of his, his, uh, his comedy, which is, uh, you know, we both grew up with the same kind of comedy. So I, I get Richie's sense of humor. I doubt the kids nowadays, you know, anybody under the age of 30 would understand it, you know, cancel culture and all that good stuff. But anyways, um, so I want to play this. And I'm going to take a different tact on this. So let me go ahead and share this with you. So this is a show called Calling All Beans. They do a live, I I think they still do a live stream. I'm not sure. I don't follow them. But this was their episode 33 with Mr. Luis Elizondo. Okay, there he is, our main man. And he's talking about the stuff that he was running into while he was investigating UFOs. And I think he got a little too fired up on this and might've overstated some problems. 
Oh, Diane, that's very nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> Love you also, Wayne, and your wife, Michelle. Thank you, Diane. You're awesome. That's why you're the boss of all of these shows. All right, so check this out, everybody. I want you guys to take it. Just take a close listen. I backed it up a little bit more than just the hot take everybody's used to listening to. If I want the American people to know what I know, it's more important that we get to the truth than me being vindicated. And I can't tell you how many times this week people say, well, you've been vindicated. Even media says, oh, I must feel great. You're now vindicated. Okay, so what he's talking about is after the hearings. So this was like the first round of UFO UAP hearings. People going to him and saying, you're vindicated. See, they're talking about this now. So he gets a little upset here. It's not about vindication, folks. It's, it's about truth. It, it's, about, it's about disclosure. It's about transparency. And if it means that, that, that I, I don't get my, my day in the spotlight, then that's okay. Because it's not about that. It never was about that. I didn't leave the Department of Defense because I wanted my day in the spotlight. I left the Department of Defense, ironically enough, to finish the very mission they gave me in the first place. I didn't ask for it. I'm not a UFO guy, I'm not a ufologist. I never have been, I never will be. I'm a counterterrorism and counterespionage guy. I do counterintelligence, counterinsurgencies. That's what I do. And it just so happens that in 2008, I was asked to apply those same skill sets into the UFO community. But I'm not a UFO guy. And so okay, and that's the hot take part right there, right? So here's kind of my point on this. My point and my thought process is I think Lou, I don't know if he did anything that got him pulled into this. You know, sometimes when you're a bad, bad boy, right, you, you know, or a bad, bad girl and you can't get fired, you get moved to a different position. Think of Milton from Office Space. He got moved down to the basement. You know, where's his stapler at kind of a thing. I think that kind of happened with that guy right there. Now I'm just speculating. Or they very much could have wanted somebody like Lou right there to come in and use his skill set. And that's what he's kind of saying. To use his skill set to investigate what is going on internally. The stonewalls and everything that he was running into just investigating the same thing we just read about with the members of Congress saying, why are you guys in DOD, in the Department of Energy, wherever they're looking, why are you guys stonewalling us? Why can we not find out what these programs are? And I think that's what Lou was getting at was that he got brought into this to use those counter espionage, those counter things, right? That counterintelligence to come in there and figure out what is going on. And that's when all the threats and stuff started happening. And when he left that, when he saw all that internal turmoil, he left to now get in to the community and start telling them what was happening to him. And so I think that's, you know, the famous hot take of Lou Elizondo. And I think he was probably put in a really crappy. Now let's just say it as it is. He was put in a real shitty position to try to figure out what was going on and found out that his own people in the government were working against him to stonewall him, to not get this information out there. And all he wanted to do was figure out what was going on. 
He don't care about the spotlight. He doesn't care about that. He wants the truth out there about being stonewalled. And then everybody came to him after those first sets of hearings and was like, you're vindicated. See, now they're talking about it. Now it's getting out there. And he's like, I'm not concerned about vindication. That's not what it's about. So, you know, I, I think that the hot take on him is a little bit unfair because let me back this up. Generally, this is what you hear. Being vindicated. And I can't tell you how many times this week people said, Lo, you've been vindicated. Even media says, oh, I must feel great. You're now vindicated. It's not about vindication, folks. It's, it's about truth. It, it's, about, it's about disclosure. It's about transparency. And if it means that, that, that I, I don't get my, my day in the spotlight, then that's okay. Because it's not about that. It never was about that. I didn't leave the Department of Defense because I wanted my day in the spotlight. I left the Department of Defense, ironically enough, to finish the very mission they gave me in the first place. I didn't ask for it. I'm not a UFO guy. I'm not a ufologist. I never have been. I never will be. I'm a counterterrorism and counterespionage guy. I do counterintelligence, counterinsurgencies. That's what I do. And it just so happens that in 2008, I was asked to apply those same skill sets into the UFO community. But I'm not a UFO guy. And that's the hot take. So, and Barry has joined us for a minute. He says, hello from Manistee, Michigan. I'd like to hang out, but the Lions are playing and winning. Yes, Barry, I understand. It's football Sunday and I am on right as the Lions are playing. And here in Michigan, we've been so disappointed by the Lions over the years that now they are kicking literal ass this year. And, uh, of course, everybody's going to be watching that. And I'm okay with that because I'm pretending to be in the government right now. I'm secretly putting information out while everybody else is distracted by what's going on. So, yeah. See, there's a method to my madness. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, anyways, back to the Lou thing. I don't, I think he was pulled in not, not because he was a great UFO guy. And that's what he's trying to say. He was never interested in UFOs. I was never interested in UFOs. That's just like me going, my wife and I saw a UFO. We didn't ask to see a UFO, which we didn't. I'm a science teacher. She's an English teacher. And then we get called by the government. Hey, can you guys go and ask other science teachers and English teachers if they've seen UFOs and let us know? So we go out there and we interview people and they tell us, they're UFO stories or they don't have any or whatever. And then we come back to report it. And then we run into all kinds of problems. Like, why won't you let us tell you about what they've seen? So I think that's what he is really getting at is, is he gets tied up with uh, that whole, the bureaucracy, I guess you could say in government. I think that was the problem. And I think Lou kind of just, lost it on this uh, show. Anyways, this was a clip uh, once again from a show called calling all beans on YouTube. And this was episode number 33 with Lou Elizondo. So congrats on them to get Lou on uh, last year, about a year and a half ago when they did. Uh, Michelle and I had tried to get him on many times and I talked to him via chat for a couple exchanges about having him come on. And then he wanted me to go through his, uh, his agent and we tried that and it just, it went nowhere. And I think that was at the time where Lou said he's out. So make of it what you will. Um, 
anyways, there's that. So that was really all the news I had for you guys. This first half of December was really, really kind of on fire with the exiting of Kilpatrick and then um, the whole uh, conference that Luna put on. So we'll see what else is coming. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. It It's crazy. Um, it's just really weird that all of a sudden this is taking off and I don't know what's going on. Maybe 2024 we'll see something. All right, let me see here. I thought I had one other piece of information that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, you know, we had Steven, Steven Bassett on a couple times and he's a great guy and I cannot be happy enough with him and his work that he's doing with Danny Sheehan about disclosure and figuring things out. So he sent uh, an email to everybody who's part of the paradigm research group email. And we're a part of that. And this was uh, sent out on December 3rd. And he said, correcting, updating my last email. So, hey, Corey42 is here. Hey, Corey, welcome. Glad you can join us on Football Sunday. I know the Lions are winning. It's crazy. But, you know, hey, we got to support our Lions. But I just, I want to cover this email just really fast that he sent out. Um, Let me see if I can present this email. Do, 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 do. And will it let me? It will not. How about window? Okay. It'll let me share the window. Here we go. Okay. So this is from a friend of the podcast, Stephen Bassett. I mean, he's been around for a very long time doing this and he's, he's an advocate for uh, UFO disclosure and stuff. And so let's go ahead and, and talk about this for a minute as my screens just went completely blank see this is i'm running into those issues that richie runs into with uh Streamyard. and okay so here we go so this is um he wanted to get this out uh, but he was out of the country for several days he says important update i've spoken directly with congressman tim burchett it was a pleasant and revealing discussion. I have received other inputs as well. Here is info. Congressional Burchett's uh, amendment was not intended to replace the UAP Disclosure Act. Rather, it was to provide some more direct language to the aug to augment the extremely complex Senate bill. Okay, so that is in regards to that NDAA. Congressman Burchett does have issues with the Senate bill. They are honest disagreements. Number three, the UAP Disclosure Act will pass, but there is an intense effort to change the language. As mentioned earlier, the areas of engagement are to eminent domain section. So subpoena powers and the UAP review board. Politics is always about compromise. Number four, they continue to lobby for the UAP Act to pass as is. But the one area you should not want to see removed is the White House UAP Review Board. Focus on that. 
Number five, the press conference on Thursday was an authentic effort to demand an end to the abuse of secrecy and the truth embargo. Again, let's go back to what Elizondo was saying. Those stone walls he's hitting. So, hey, it looks like Intergalactic Angler has joined us. Welcome, sir. Good to see you. And let's see, uh, number four, continue to lobby for the UAP Act to pass as is, but the, oh, okay, I already did that. Number five, the press conference on Thursday, okay, I already did that, never mind. So that was the five points that um, Stephen Bassett wanted to get out to everybody. Then he says the Burchette Amendment was a good faith effort to provide some simpler direct language via uh, vice V, yeah the very complicated Schumer amendment. It was not being set up to replace it. The UP, UAP Disclosure Act will stay in and significant with significant changes. It is a very contemptuous process. The targets are the eminent domain section, the subpoena powers, and the presidential UAP review board. The UAP Disclosure Act is a powerful bill, and we want it as is. But the resistance from defense contractors and secret keepers will likely prevail. There will be changes. Of the three areas of contention, the one with the best chance to remain intact is the Presidential UAP Review Board. Focus on that. Here is now the approach to take. Contact Republican and Democrat uh, Confrey. I don't know what that's with a softer message. Maybe conferences. I think that's what it's supposed to say. With a softer message. So in other words, don't don't contact the Republican and Democrat people that are behind getting the UAP thing pushed and getting disclosure out there and tell them they better support it or else. No. Use a little softer message. You support the UAP Disclosure Act and want it passed with as few changes as possible. You strongly support the UAP Review Board. Consider using cooler language. Whatever the final language in the UAP Disclosure Act, it will be a huge win for the disclosure movement. If you want to support the House version language put forward by Tim Burchett, do so. It will likely be adjusted as well to not conflict with the Senate version. And then it says below is a, uh, you will find the Twitter handles for the Republican and Democrat. Uh, con- I don't know. Confries conferees. I think they mean they confirm it. Right. So um, it's a word I've really never seen before. I'm still trying to obtain the list of Senate supporters as well. So, Once again, there you go. I can put these people, um, I'm going to put their handles in the show notes as soon as we're done. All right. Let's see here. Let's stop sharing. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's everything. Um, Biden is for UFO disclosure. So he says, but he still sucks. (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you what, the one thing you can say about the United States is that you got to trust in the process, right? Even if we have the crappiest, suckiest president out there, you can guarantee that one side or the other will fight against them and kind of keep each other in check. And that's kind of the best we can ever hope for. As long as they don't 
look at us, right? So, okay. Well, everybody, I'm going to tell you, it's been an awesome, quick little Sunday news show. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us. Again, make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Leave a comment below. If you want to support the channel, go ahead and go in that show description. You'll find links to our uh, store, all of that good stuff. Um, let me see. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, no, I want you guys all to have a happy um, Michelle and I are, God, we're so busy right now with everything. Tabin, what's going on, man? Yep. You're just going to have to watch the replay. So it's football Sunday. Come on. <laughs> good to see you, Diane. So good to see everybody in chat. Um, really happy for you guys to, to be able to jump on today. So yeah, we're going to get out of here. You have been listening to the Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters podcast. You can reach us at mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at mi underscore UFO and join our Facebook group by searching for Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters. So until next time.